Hey folks, Brian here before this week's show. We had recorded a full episode for this week's comics, but Zoom ate the recording, which, you know, is lovely. But what we're going to do instead is we're going to put out the first episode of our Patreon-exclusive series, The New 52 in 52 Minutes. Uh, you can get this over at patreon.com slash the DC3cast. Is it the DC3cast or just slash DC3cast? I don't know. Save or bet, go to DC3cast.com and just click on the Patreon button there. Um, we do this every week. We do exactly 52 minutes on one of the new 52 books. It's a lot of fun. You get this and a bunch of other stuff, including access to our Discord, a quarterly Q&A episode, book clubs, and more at uh, our Patreon. We are going to keep doing our show for free no matter what. This is just bonus stuff. So if you enjoy this, go to our Patreon and join up. If not... We'll have a regular show for you next week. Take care. Bye. Hey folks, welcome to the first ever DC Three Cast Patreon episode. Uh, we're gonna call this. Uh, this is a pilot episode. We're trying something out. This may not be what we do every week, but we are recording for exactly fifty-two minutes, and we are going to uh, whatever. If we finish at forty-eight, we're gonna just bullshit for four minutes. If we're still going, the episode will cut off at fifty-two minutes long. Uh, this is the format, maybe, if it works out, for our new 52 show. And I've already wasted 30 seconds of 52 minutes. So uh, This is a big one. This is, this, is, this is one that may take us 52 minutes to talk about. So we are starting with Justice League, the flagship book of the New 52, the first New 52 title released, uh, initially written by Jeff Johns, illustrated by Jim Lee. Um before we get too deep into the comics, um, what did you guys like? What is your overall memory of the Justice League News 2 uh, story before digging into it for this podcast? I mean, if you're oh, OK, the, the only stuff I remember from it was the opening, uh, the opening Johns and Lee arc, the first six issues. Uh -huh. And then Dark Side War. I basically remembered nothing <laughs> else. I remembered that there was a like Trinity War, whatever it was called. Uh -huh. um, I remember that one like recruitment issue that I loved a lot uh, with the Jesus Saez art. I basically couldn't remember. There were so many things that as I was revisiting this, I was surprised by. It was quite delightful. <laughs> Zach? I remembered everything except for the two issue, the, the two issue cheetah arc. Um, I forgot that Shazam got an entire issue besides just the zero issue. I forgot that there was one issue that was capping off the Shazam story. And I think I, I, I was a little iffy on whether or not Doctor Side War started with issue forty or issue forty-one. Other than that, I remembered everything. <laughs> you fucking sicko! And, okay, I take it back. I did kind of. I was a little. I forgot a little bit about the like Amazo arc. Um, I that I the, didn't the, I, I, the kind of like issue thirty to issue forty area. I just remembered. Yeah the doom patrol showing up and like kind of the status quo. I forgot about the Amazo thing. That the doom patrol stuff blew my mind. I was so surprised that they were in this when I revisited it because um, what I remember of the doom patrol in the new 52 era was that they did like that. My greatest adventure book that had robot mm -hmm. man in it. Yes. But yes. it wasn't, I don't even believe it. I don't remember if it was the same robot man or not. Because was there was Matt a Kent, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I think so. Was um, it just him or was it different creative teams? I it would that was like there, there were three stories. Uh -huh. It was like our wait, fuck, why are we doing this? We're gonna talk about that book yeah. eventually. Let's let's, uh, let's just, keep on just because this is what we do. Um yeah. 
Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, I'm going to get into this, but like you can track the whole trajectory of like the new 52 by reading Justice League because yes, like you have the first like the first half, really like the first dozen issues are like the train wreck, like just the most generic, boring comics you'll ever read. And then after that, it's like, okay, let's get into crossover zone. And it's like a little bit better. That was like the pivot when they started bringing in guys like Jeff Lemire to do bigger things, to try Mm -hmm. to fix things that were broken, but it still wasn't quite working. And then you get out of forever evil and it's, they're just like, Oh, what have I done? And they start like trying to like undo everything that the new 52 had done. Um, Yes. In real time. It's so funny. You can track it. Yeah. Where is the first, there's, there's one issue. I wrote it in my notes. I'll I'll try to look for it. There's one issue where it's like, okay, this is clearly where they started backpedaling. Um, you, well, you you keep talking. I'm gonna look for it. Okay. What I, what I was gonna say is what I remembered of this um run was the the, the first six issues. I kind of condensed issues like seven through twenty in my head, and I, I sort of messed up the order in which those things happened. But I remembered all that stuff. I totally forgot that during Forever Evil it was basically a cyborg in the Metal Men book for a bit. Yeah, like I totally uh-huh. forgot about that. <laughs> Um, the Doom Patrol stuff, I remember it happening, but I couldn't tell you anything that happened in it. I went back and I, I reread the first arc and then I read like the DC Wikia on all the arcs after that. Um, you, you know what yeah. I remembered that blew my mind that I had forgotten? What's that? That Earth 2 Alfred was like the secret surprise person behind the the secret society the new secret society was that earth two alfred or three alfred? Uh, three. three that's what i meant yeah okay. e- evil alfred yes uh-huh. yeah. yeah okay it was it was issue 40 which was the first issue of dark side war where i know because that one has all like the zero hour and the crisis on infinite earths pages yep. and everything yes it's kind of the first time any of that stuff was re-acknowledged and it's it's really it's where they start talking about the new 52 as something that's part of a meta narrative mm-hmm. rather than rather yes, than the yes. universe right you know which is which is interesting because issue 40 all of the issue 40s of the like original new 52 books was those were the last technically like the last new 52 branded books because issue 41 of everything was under the dcu banner yep yep but they, but yeah, so they didn't have the new 52 banner on everything, but in interviews and stuff or in the press, mm-hmm. they were very, they were very clear that like, no, this is still the new 52 universe. Right. It's just, right. they were getting away from the branding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it, DCU was like the pivot to rebirth. Yeah. Which is where yeah, all yes. that stuff really started in earnest, the kind of backpedaling and reintroducing and everything. You know now, what? Oh, go ahead. Brian. No, you go ahead, Vinzi. I was just going to say like the, so I remember that I remember that first arc very clearly where it's like the meat and potatoes. Like let's, let's introduce everybody. Um, let's like form the team and let's establish like what the story of the new 52 kind of is, which is it, it's fascinating. The kind of stuff that they started and then ended up dropping like, uh, at the beginning of the new 52 there everything was about like whether the world trusts su- superheroes or not right yes like that is that is what the first two arcs is essentially about what i forgot was there's this character at the end of the sixth issue of the opening arc david graves you forgot yes. david graves <laughs> no okay i remembered the david graves character i i remembered there was a writer i couldn't have told you his name who like wrote a book about seeing the heroes for the first time and like coining the term superheroes or whatever, which is such a like pseudo like fart sniffy watchman thing to add to all of this. Especially because I believe it isn't the, isn't the name of his book, the name of the first arc of the, of justice league. Possibly uh, the name of the book is gods among men. Um, but the thing that blew my mind that I had forgotten is that the entire next second Jim Lee drawn arc is about him becoming a villain. <laughs> yep. 
and like a super powered villain. Oh god, it's so stupid. That arc is probably the worst out of any of these. Um, Absolutely, yeah. It's it is the worst. Um, yeah. Hang on, I I I feel like we're kind of glossing over how bad that first arc is, though. But it, oh, but it's, it's just like it's just like generic. Like it's it's perfectly cromulent or it's very workman superheroics you know it's it's almost evergreen in the most boring kind of way the the david graves arc is just absolutely forgettable oh it's, well, he, it's awful here's what i'll say about about the first arc is that johns had written almost all of these characters beforehand but you would never know it no no like he writes the worst version of all of these characters <laughs> And he writes them all kind of in the same way. Like basically, Hal Jordan is the most extreme example of this. But Hal Jordan is written like a twelve-year-old. <laughs> like you know, he thinks he's hot shit, and he's going to just uh, you know tell everybody that all the time. But like, Aquaman's first line when he shows up was like, "Who's in charge? I vote me." Superman's first line is like, you know, "What do you do?" Like all these, just all this terrible, terrible dialogue. Well, you and see, like, it's five years ago, so they're all yeah. like twelve years old, <laughs> right? Right. But the, the thing that I really don't understand going back and and reading this stuff is, I I remember, like so much of this, so much of the New Fifty Two, feeling like, all right, I get what they're going for, even if I don't necessarily love what they're doing. And I feel like reading this, I really don't know what he was going for. He was doing like the most meat and potatoes origin for new readers to come in and read and playing up like the extreme aspect of it. And Jim Leon art helps with that. That alienates the three of us. But I can imagine that there were people who were jazzed about this. Um, if you think about it, this opening arc is just the Snyder Justice League. Well, that's also in my notes. Yes, the only thing that really isn't in the, the, the Justice League movie is Green Lantern. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's wild how it's like a, a basic, basically an adaptation of that. Right down, right down to the fact that Martian Manhunter is in the universe <laughs> somewhere, but not present for various reasons that's so weird how that was like the the cliffhanger reveal in i think like the eight, eighth issue yeah the the yeah. one where the green arrow is trying to like get onto the justice league which that was also that was also like a very funny thing how like green arrow at that point in the new 52 was like kind of a joke um Man, and you give him the JT crawl. Yeah, exactly oh. right. And without the facial hair, uh -huh. terrible. Yeah, uh, which also very funny. Along with what I was saying, like tracking the trajectory of the New Fifty Two later on when they're trying to like seed the the Justice League of America book that had Green Arrow on it. Uh, Jeff Lemire mm -hmm. co-wrote that issue with Johns because he was coming on to the Green Arrow book to fix it. Um, yeah. Just so funny to me. Um, I yeah. remember, uh, like, thinking how I mean, hating how Ollie didn't have facial hair, and thinking how if I were drawing a Green Arrow comic, I would always have him doing things like eating ribs and having the barbecue sauce make a make a goatee on him, just like just as much as like it was so fucking stupid to take him out of that. Um, yeah. But but that reveal that like Martian Manhunter had been on the team in the five year gap and it went badly. Mm -hmm. um, that, that yeah. was almost really never picked up again. <laughs> well, I, I was going to ask you, I wrote in my notes, again, I did not read all these issues. Was that ever brought up again? I don't remember so, it. So, like, John is on, John Jones is on the Justice League of America team that is started. Um, that yes was started between the, it, it was it was in the second year of Justice League leading up to Trinity War. Right. Um, so I, I'm sure that it was talked about. I'm sure threads were addressed in there. Um, do you remember when that JLA book was launching? Not so there were like three books that tied into that or that were launched alongside of it. There was JLA and then there was the Vibe miniseries. Yep. The Katana book and yep. Lemire coming on to Green Arrow. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited. Do you remember? <laughs> 
The, uh, uh, fuck it, I'm going to say that for the episode, but just a uh, little tease the state variance yes. of the JLA. Uh-huh, I do. <laughs> I do. We'll talk about I, that at a future date. In a year I wasn't sick. I wasn't sicko enough to buy them all, but I did buy the Minnesota and Wisconsin. And Wisconsin? Oh, you simp. <laughs> oh, oh um, man. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so um, go ahead, oh. Vince. Well, I was just going to say, like, another thing they did, another thing is Amanda Waller was all over this book. And there was a real feel, at least through the first half of the series, I think, that, like, again, like, they were setting up, like, the Suicide Squad or, like, this paramilitary, paragovernment agency to be working alongside the superheroes because the biggest thing they were trying to get across in the New 52 is that, like, Superheroes should be hated and feared by the people and the the government is going to either like find a way to control them or make them work for them or eliminate them or whatever, you know, and there's, there's always this tension and that stuff is the most boring shit to me. And it was all over the first half of this. Wasn't Argus like a creation in this? Wasn't this the first time Argus showed up? I'm not sure. That was that shield analog that steve trevor ran who is also all over this there's yeah. a lot of steve trevor there's a this. lot of steve trevor he john's writes bendis style avengers backups where uh like steve trevor is being interviewed by amanda waller and uh you're right it's, uh, zach sorry argus appeared in justice league volume two number seven created by yep. jeff johns and gene ha okay. okay yep that's oh it's insufferable that you you bringing um, up Gene Ha makes me want to talk about the art on this run a bit. Go for it. Well, so like we we know that Jim Lee kicked the book off, but of course Jim Lee can't be on a book that long. He did more than I thought he, he did. did. He did more. Yeah, than, he, yes. Well, he did more than I thought he did, only because I had forgotten that he did a few pages in issue forty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you are so. Sick, I knew he friend. did one through six, and then and then eight through. Or nine through twelve, and yeah, because because yeah, so issue seven's the first fill-in artist, and it's Gene Ha, which is such an interesting pick. And then issue eight was Carlos Danda, Danda, yeah, yeah, who who you, I was not really familiar with before that, and and I really think I've only seen since on. Maybe was it one of the like Batman Ninja Turtle books or something like some crossover series? I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's Gene Ha been doing? Well, the, yeah, that is also a good question. Um, I don't know. Um, I feel like he was a much bigger name then. He he had just done the. Um, well, obviously, he had been doing a lot of things, but for DC, he did that uh, Scott Snyder <laughs> yeah. um, Flash Superman Flashpoint mini. Yes, just announced Gene Ha is the artist for Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazon's book two. Oh, yeah. By Kelly Sue DeConnick. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Nice. I, I went to Gene Ha's website, and that's the first thing you see on there. So Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, and so the, you have those two fill-ins, and then Lee comes out to finish out the first year, and then we get a two-issue arc with Tony Daniel. Um, then Reyes comes on. Ivan Reyes comes on. Mm-hmm. Um and is on the book pretty consistently. Yeah. yeah. Other than yeah. I think we have, there's that one um, Jesus Saez issue that we always talk about. Um, Gene Ha comes back for one more issue. Um, then like Trinity war and forever evil happens. And I think Reyes does pretty much all of that. Yeah. There's a couple Doug monkeys sprinkled in there. Yes. Yes. Mo- yeah. Monkey comes on after forever evil for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then Jason Fabok finishes out the book. Yes. Uh, yes. Although the last two issues are sure. not, uh, are, are different, but yes. yeah. We'll, and there's yeah, a we'll get to Francis, those at the end. There's a couple yeah. Francis Manipal ones too. You're right. You're right. Yes. There are a couple Manipal. So there's like just so many artists on this book. That Somehow all... less artists than I thought though. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then there are like a few who pop, like I forgot Kevin McGuire was on an issue. Mm-hmm. There, there, that was issue 40 there was like kind mm-hmm. of a jam thing going on with Jurgens and Ordway and yeah Jimenez um, yeah I, if you want to talk about the major artists for this run it was Jim Lee Ivan Reyes 
uh, Jason Favok. Yeah. They were the ones who did the bulk of this. And then Doug Monkey, Francis Manipal did a couple issues. Paul Pelletier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a pretty good... Well, it's a mix of, like, John Staples at the time, mm-hmm. plus, like, the, the people that DC was trying to push. Which, also, like, DC didn't need to push Jim Lee, but they were definitely pushing Jason Fabok for yes. a minute. Although the, then he became a John's guy. Like, he did Three Jokers with John's, right? Yeah. Sure. He did become <laughs> which, a John's which guy. Which begins here. Three Jokers yes. Yes, it does. here. It, yes, does, it does, yes. Um... um I got to say, I like Faybox's art a lot, too. Like, I don't normally go in for that style. He, he does the very, like, eventy superhero, muscular, everybody's screaming all the time style, you know? <laughs> but I think, like, if you're going to pick any artist who does that kind of style, he's up there for me just because of how detailed he is. He's detailed without it being uncanny in the way that, like, you know, like, I mean, he's kind of like Gary Frank, but more, yeah, less uh, Uncanny Valley or weird, weird faces. There you go. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah. that's perfect. And I like Frank, too, well enough. But same. um, Yeah. But Fabok does just like a nicely detailed. Nothing is ever out of place. Nothing's, you know, it's not my favorite sort of style, which is like more like the Mike Allred style. But like for, for what it is, it's like the best version of that for me. And I really like the the Dark Side War stuff all around, honestly. I, I don't want to jump all the way to, to Dark Side War, but I do definitely want to give some time to how many crazy things that Arc introduced. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, we'll um, get to we'll get to we'll it. We'll get to it. Um yeah. uh, I, I just want to say one last thing about Jim Lee's art. So I feel like Jim Lee's art is so um associated with the new 52 because he redesigned so many of the costumes and the stupid fucking high collars and all of that. But when you look at his work in in the justice league first arc, all the pages look good, but almost none of them make any sense. Like (laughs) physically, (laughs) um, physically rather like there's a scene in the first issue, excuse me, the first issue where Batman is jumping and he's like, I guess he's throwing things, but it kind of makes no sense like how his hands would be able to work and throw that way. And then it's like every every panel, it seems like characters are doing stuff that it's a pose that makes sense, but makes no sense in how it's actually like there, there, there's no way that could ever really happen. And I don't mean this like, oh, Superman cannot fly backwards or whatever bullshit. Just like <laughs> it's just it's really bad art in terms of doing what art is supposed to do. It's supposed to be telling a visual story. Like, I don't think anything that Lee does really tells a story. It's just a series of like pinups. Mm-hmm. Um, and although I would say that I have gotten, I've grown an appreciation for what Lee does. This is not the good Lee either. No, no, there's, there's panels in the second issue that appear to be unfinished. The there's, one of Aquaman's a, face or Barry's, Barry, Barry's, Barry's face. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I cannot believe because even if you're going for some kind of stylistic effect there, like you would think somebody would have inked over that to, to shade it out. Right. It, it just looks unfinished. It's wild. There's also a Conan O'Brien joke early on. In the yes, theater. there is. Aquaman, aren't you a character from Conan O'Brien? And I'm trying to think, like, what character would that be? Would that have been Artie Kendall or the masturbating, <laughs> the masturbating Aquaman? Uh, it's almost like the character, the human fish from the Chris Gethard show 20 years later. But <laughs> there you go. That's not what I was going for. No, 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 no. Um, OK, so. I, so so after the. After the first year, the Jim Lee arc, the big thing is the the Superman Wonder Woman romantic yes. pairing. Yes, Bat- Batman peeping on them. <laughs> yeah, I was like Batman just jerking off, watching them kiss. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Clark. Yeah, get get it, Clark. <laughs> um, I forgot how quickly that was introduced, and also how kind of quickly it was dropped. 
<laughs> well, you There's, say that. Yeah, but, no. But there... the Superman Wonder Woman book was running until the end of the New 52. But it wasn't like the romance was kind of gone by by more by a couple issues into that book. Was it? Kind, well, here's here's the thing, kind of, Brian, because like I, there's a point in this Justice League where like I can't again, I can't remember the issue and I don't think I took notes at this at when this happened. But surprisingly late in this Justice League run, there's a moment where like Lois is like. Or Wonder Woman says to, to Superman something like, you know, Lois is the one for you or whatever. And it happens so late. That I thought like they were still doing the like will they won't they thing with Wonder Woman Superman this late in the new 52 and I wish I could remember what issue that was but it was it was later than I thought so I think you're right Brian that it wasn't a full-on like Superman Wonder Woman relationship for that long but there was like a romantic will they won't they tension that went on longer than you think longer than you remember I think that that's probably fair yeah um so are we gonna spend any time talking about that recruitment issue just that that is such a fun like by that point when I was because I was reading Justice League like pretty much the whole way through. I was dying at that point for like some levity or a break or like the, the X-Men like baseball game issue. And that was that for me. That is such a fun issue. And the art is great. Um, and it introduced you to some like new characters that that were maybe going to join. And it was finally like a shakeup that the book was. Yes, dying for. I agree mm-hmm. with all of that. Who the fuck is Gold Rush? I had no recollection of this character. <laughs> I don't either. I meant to look that up. Um, so apparently she's in this issue and issue 18. She's mentioned again, but that's it. Okay, so she was just a total new thing. Yes. The, the thing I want to take away from this, and I, I do think... I think at the time I was like very mixed on how like... I think Trinity Trinity War ended up being a disappointment for me because of how like really it was a much smaller thing than I think it was originally intended to be. And it ended up just being the setup for forever evil, but seeding Atomica in this issue and having the payoff for that at the end of Trinity War and the reveal of the crime syndicate, I actually think is was very good. That is very good. That is that is maybe the best bit of long term storytelling in this entire run. Yeah. And I mean, you say long term when it was really like the span of six issues, but it was good. Yeah. Well, and then those are three characters hung around. That's another thing I forgot about this run. Yeah. Those crime syndicate characters hang around for quite a bit of this series. And so the whole, the rest of the series they're playing, they play yeah. a role in, in dark side war, a big role. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, and I think it's mostly good. Yeah, I think so. It's a little goofy, but I don't, I don't, I kind of like that. I forgot. I totally forgot that Jessica Cruz's origin was tied in with the Earth 3 stuff. See, I remember that. I don't remember how she went from having the Ring of Volthoom to having like a regular Green Lantern ring. Well, she died. Yeah, and that's then, true. And then, was she brought back or was it just... Like immediately. <laughs> yeah. I, I, she I died and happened. lost the Volthoom ring, and then a Green Lantern ring chose her, and she became a Green Lantern in the in the last issue of Johns's run. Wow, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah Trinity War um, sucked because it incorporated um, the the like the Trinity of Sin books. stuff. Yeah, of oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. Which which could not give less of a crap oh gosh we got to talk about the trinity of sin we've got to talk about pandora and the trinity of sin and we have to talk about shazam before we get into before we get into trinity before we get into forever evil well there's 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 stuff between trinity war and forever evil that i want to talk about a little bit too but if we have time before you mean yeah well yeah we haven't talked about um the aquaman crossover either yeah, the the yes, which we don't have to say much about, but the Throne of Atlantis. St- the only thing I remember about the Throne of Atlantis stuff was Johns kept talking about like the 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 rise of the Seven Seas arc or whatever it was mm-hmm. called that he that yeah. he wanted to do. 
And I just thought like, well, why you already did the throne of Atlantis. Why are you doing another? I never understood how that was supposed to be different from. That was going to be my understanding is that was going to be his like expansion of the Aquaman universe, you know, in, in the way he did green lantern. Sure. Okay. Uh, It was going to be that. Um, Yeah. I don't know. And, 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 I think he has said that he worked some of that stuff into the Aquaman film. Some of some of the things he was yes. wanting to do. Yes. I, I had heard the same thing. Um, it is weird that that book just never happened. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I would love to like know what was going on behind the scenes that like kept that from happening. Cause John's was still like the shit during this whole era. I want to say even when Rebirth started, he said he was going to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he said it was still going to happen. Um, I always thought it was really interesting that he left Aquaman as early as he did, which we'll talk about that later. Yeah, just a few weeks from now. Just a few weeks, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. that. Yeah, that crossover, There's, I think it's a fun little superhero crossover um it's it's funny you know you guys mentioned how much that first justice league arc influenced the snyder justice league and then also how much john's aquaman stuff ended up influencing aquaman really like everything john's did in the new 52 Mm. set the stage for the like snyder slate of dc films I mean, it's not a surprise because John's is the executive producer in all those films. You know, sure. he was yeah. he was kind of the guy at DC Films, you know, at that time. Um, and it's funny how, even though it's it's bizarre to me that John's is still kind of the guy at DC Films and TV, because yeah. he hasn't had a ton of success there, but he's still oh, doing it. It's gonna last. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so uh, on the on the topic of Shazam, I think that the Shazam backups and those two issues we got overall are pretty good. I had forgotten that that Black Adam like dies as part of it, and then Billy goes to conduct and like the urn is shot. I forgot all that stuff that happens in Justice League. With that, I forgot how much Billy. Billy isn't a huge part of Justice League going forward, but that part is relatively major. Like that kicks off Trinity War, right? It's yeah. It's funny how much, just really quick, how much of a part of Justice League that he is not considering. Like right up there with the Hawkman May story around this era. Like the other thing Johns would talk about is how much he wanted Billy and Cyborg to be best friends. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe they interacted like one time on panel. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably exaggerating, but um, I d- I definitely remember that being a thing. But yeah, I generally like the the Shazam story, especially that that first the the backups and the and the two full issues, which were I think were issue zero and issue twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know gary frank art it was really good i i enjoyed it for like a a shazam reboot i i was always upset that it took so much longer to get more of that um but i mostly i mostly liked it and again that completely set up for the shazam movie so yes 100 percent. that is (laughs) that is the shazam movie yeah vince any thoughts on the shazam uh, stuff um, just, I, I said on the, uh, on the show once for probably a long time ago now, <laughs> um, that they, it's funny how John's like jumpstart re jump started Shazam for the new 52 here. And then he basically had to do it all over again in rebirth and essentially followed the same template, except he softened it a little bit in rebirth. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny how long it's taken to get Billy Batson, like, into the status quo in a way that's not basically origin. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and it's also funny the way Billy's being used now 
really does not dependent on or build, really, very little builds on anything that John's did. Right. It leaves the door open for that stuff, but it's mm-hmm. not necessary for what's happening right now. Yeah. Anyway, we don't talk about new comics in the show. We talk about old comics in this show. Yeah. Um, so uh, Trinity War was. Kicked Vince, off. Was there anything else before Trinity oh, yeah. War that you wanted to talk about? No. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. It wasn't. We, we might need War. to speed this up. <laughs> uh, wasn't Trinity War the thing that was teased in that new free comic book day issue? Yeah, that, which I just like slobbered all over. Uh, we all that did. Was just I, the I feel best like... thing in the entire. I, no, that was my exit. Exit Trinity from War. what? Trinity War was my exit from caring about this stuff. The the free comic book day issue, though. All of it. I, I, I didn't care anything about Justice League Dark at that point. Um, even though and, Lemire was writing. No, no, and not at this point. Yeah, he was. Did did I care? At this oh, okay, point? okay, gotcha. Um, and yeah, and the none of the Trinity, all that stuff turned me off. The Trinity of Sin stuff. Um, for yeah, forget about it. Oh man, I was so excited about that stuff. I wanted to know so bad. Um, I want to say some of that stuff never pays off, right? Oh, like some of that stuff from that from that free comic book day issue was never really followed up upon. Absolutely, yeah. Um, because the Trinity, I I totally believe, and this kind of thing happens all the time, in especially in John's comics. Um, I think Trinity War was going to be its own big event, and then it got morphed into the prelude to Forever mm-hmm. Evil because you had that huge gatefold spread that I actually think Jim Lee drew. I might be wrong about that, but that huge gatefold um, in that free comic book issue of the three Justice League teams, plus a bunch of other characters, I think all like duking it out and fighting. And it was going to yep. be this, this big thing. And that, that really didn't happen in that series. I don't think I want to say somebody, maybe black Adam is like pushing a tree around like like basically using it as like a battering ram in that page. Yes. Uh-huh. Um I wanted to say that page also had Simon Baz on it. It I think it did, yeah. Yeah, man. You uh, should pull that up for some other time. Um we'll probably do like a Trinity War interlude at some point or something like that on sure. this for this stuff. Um but let's move past that. Um you know, we are gonna do a whole forever evil episode eventually too. Um Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's actually not a lot to talk about in Forever Evil in the Justice League book, I don't think. Right. No, you just get the, the, the Metal Men stuff eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's. I just want to say something quickly about that. Kind of these, these interstitial episodes or issues between Trinity War and Injustice League. Um, a lot of it's very Doom Patrol heavy, very Metal Men heavy. And the thing I noticed, which again is another New 52 thing, is that every character is hot. Right. So like Amanda Waller has to be like super hot. Um, all of the metal men are hot. You know, like in, in previous incarnations, there was like a dopey metal man and there was like a, you know, just like a variety of looks for the character. Right. And I, I'm saying, of course, I'm saying like traditionally stereotypically hot. Right. Like right. comic book hot is what I'm talking about. They're all I'm, hot. Will I'm, Magnus is hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking. Uh, 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 Niles Calder is hot in this. <laughs> like everybody has to be hot. It's the insane. Chief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not wrong. When Captain Cold joins the team later, it's stupid, oh, sexy Captain it Cold. It is stupid, sexy Captain Cold. Yeah. Um. So I, I want to talk about the uh, real quickly. Just we're jumping backwards. And we're going to do a whole Villains Month episode, too. So we'll talk about that at some other point. But oh boy. <laughs> the fucking four, the four Villains Month issues of Justice League. The oh, first one yeah. is Dark Side. Makes total sense. I get it. Whatever. That's great. Pac, too. Yes. Second one is Lobo. Stretching the definition, but sure, whatever. Number <laughs> the, three. The beautiful one. Yes. The beautiful, sexy Lobo. Yes. Uh, third one, Dial E. That's Vince Nip. Well, it's a fun idea, but it wasn't one of the better issues of the no. Dial H run. And then number um, four is the Secret Society. Yeah. So yeah. fucking strange. Which is the John's that that's the John's written one. Yes. 
that is the Earth three Alfred setting everything up. Yes. John's uh, and with, Sterling Gates. So, yeah, frequent yes. John's collaborator Sterling Gates and Simon Kurdansky are not the best. Simon Kurdansky are. Yeah. Man. What a time, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. We also forgot to talk about. We'll have to do this every time. The the what the fuck issue. Oh God. Oh, what number was that? Nineteen. Yeah. What was the What was the cover? Um. It, it was it was Bruce with a kryptonite ring poisoning <laughs> poisoning Superman. I believe you. Uh, I just want to make one correction. I believe it is what the fifty two was officially <laughs> what sure. it was. Uh, yeah. What it stood for. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Remember how they made us care about those stupid fucking covers, and nothing ever happened with them. Yeah, I drew one everyone. of the, I drew one of those for Bleeding Cool. By the way, it was featured oh. on the Bleeding Cool article. <sighs> we should pull that up and make that the uh, art for this one. one. If you, not for if you... this one, but for it was. I believe I did the Catwoman one. Oh, okay. I could find it. Please do. Please do. Yeah. Um. All right. Now, uh, any do we have? Like, I, I guess we should probably mention that for a while. Well, first of all, I, I forgot how quickly Green Lantern left the book. I want to say he drops off the team in like issue. Is it is it is it before that recruitment issue or is it right after that? <sighs> I don't remember. I think but he's gone early. after year one. Yeah, he's after- super early on, which is which, again, is crazy to me, but also makes sense with like that's the Snyder Justice League, right? Doesn't have Green Lantern on it. Yeah, um, and but Johns was still writing Green Lantern at the time, and that's when, after that first year, that's when his run started to run, run, wind down. We had, you know, you had those two big super crossover arcs that are going to be so fun to talk about when we get to. We'll have to talk about those arcs four different times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, there's a. Uh, but there's also the weirdness of you have Lex Luthor and Captain Cold on the team for a while, which is actually what, cool. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say to me that was always a, that was a cool idea, but I also feel like they never went far enough with it. Yeah, I mean, because there was only a few issues. Well, was Cold still on the team during Dark Side War? Or was uh, it? Only- yeah, he was. He was. Yes, he was. He's he there. was in those issues. He's there. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I couldn't remember if he. Well, I knew Lex was, but I mean, really, you. So after Forever Evil, you have those ten or so issues. That's like the post Forever Evil status quo, and you you get the Doom Patrol arc and the Amazo Virus arc, and then you go into Dark Side War, and that's it. Right, mm-hmm. but like, even though he was a part of the team, he just didn't do much as as a part of that team. He kind of stood around and was like, "Well, this is wild that we're working with the Justice League." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He keeps saying yeah. that over and over again. Yeah. I did. I did forget that there was a Scott Collins penciled issue. Yep. That focused on Captain Cold. Yeah. Um, and kind of, kind you know, kind of a throwback to the old John's Flash stuff. In that a was way. issue thirty-four. That was the last Injustice League issue. Yes. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know. There's really not. I don't. Honestly, like that. The Doom Patrol arc and the Amazo virus arc are the ones that are like the foggiest in my brain. I, so I don't have a lot to say about them. Same. Mm-hmm. Other other than I do like that particular status quo a lot, and I, I really kind of wish. Uh, I'm not going to say I wish Johns like had more time on the book to flesh that out. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> no. But I do kind of wish that that maybe had a a little bit more room to grow. But. I do think the dark side war arc was the best way to end the book. Yeah. In a way that really ends the new 52. It does. It's, it's the perfect book. And I mean, his run started with dark side, 
makes sense to end it with dark side and and i i honestly like um you know john's by that point was kind of all about spectacle and and in my opinion kind of lost a lot of the the spark that really made me like his earlier stuff but i think dark side war was actually pretty good and worked pretty well it's pretty good spectacle yeah um see i have to go back and reread that at some point because i feel like at that point well, first of all, I, I want to say that wrapped up like right when my son was born. So I, I was just like I, I was reading what I had to for our show. And that was pretty much it. Um, and I also feel like it just some of that stuff was delayed. And I, I never got into a rhythm with, with Dark Side War. I'd like I'd be interested to go back and reread that and see see what that's like. We'll probably have to do a Dark Side War episode so that we can talk about that Tom King Green Lantern tie in yes. issue that we all were gaga for my father cut through the sky whatever the phrase he keeps saying over and over again that issue is um, um but just all of the things so so really you talk about like john's long-term storytelling in that ron and there was a lot just with how much the crime syndicate characters played in and especially like we have to talk first and foremost before we run out of time about Alexander Luther Jr. A, what, yeah, Mahaz, Mahaz, What is it? Mazaz, Shazam, Mazah, Mazah, Mazaz, 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 That's the most DC three joke of all time, right there. Uh, we did it. You're getting your money's worth, folks. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, Zach, you said you wanted to sort of run down all the things that were introduced in Dark Side War. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Grail, yeah, um, the three Jokers, uh, Jason. I think that was his name. Is that Wonder Woman's brother's name? Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Yes, it was get... J- it was Jason because there was some speculation that like, oh, is this like Jason and the Argonauts, Jason? Uh-huh. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, those was, things... con- was Convergence introduced or was it just name dropped? I it maybe it was just name dropped. Okay, because there's a bit about Brainiac. And... Well, uh, Convergence happened before it did happen. This. Okay, I yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure. I know, I just know it gets mentioned. It in, did at the, in the first issue. Yeah. Dark Side War, our convergence got teased in Super Doomed, that crossover. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to that for sure. That, that Aaron Cooter point. page of Superman uh-huh. in the in the tights. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the good stuff. Um this is one of the three events that led to the death of the new 52 Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, did you you mention three jokers or yeah, yes. I mentioned three jokies. <laughs> um, I guess those are all of the big things, but it's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. It is. It is. And and, and kind of and, a re- uh, kind of a return of the new gods in a way that like like they had been showing up in the new fifty two, but they were it was kind of scattershot. Well, there was that whole big Green Lantern New Gods crossover. Godhead, oh yes. God, I forgot about that. Another thing that we're going to have to talk about like five or six times yes. because of oh, how many shit. books tied into uh, that. And also, if you know, if you, I think it was the end of the first year of Wonder Woman. Orion mm-hmm. came into yeah. the book. Yeah, but he was really the only New God. Yes, he was. He was. Maybe High Father showed up a little bit too um, in that run. That was a big moment too, man. That's going to be fun to talk about. But it's also funny how many of those big things that John's introduced. Well, also, Doctor Manhattan was teased at the end of that run too. You, you wouldn't have known it then, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he 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 shows up, and he that actually did come to bear pretty quickly. But Grail didn't show up until a couple, or Grail and and the Jason plotline didn't show up for a few more years until, you know, when Robinson took over. Ugh. 
yeah. Wonder Woman and Three Jokers took years to to come about and and when it did it was completely disconnected from yeah this stuff the the jokers they show you in this series are not even the same jokers that that are the three jokers right right the snyder the snyder jokers in here <laughs> um so it's just it's just very fascinating again like what what was john's intention with these things like well it was going to be the next arc of justice league wasn't it was it it was going to be a arc of justice league i think well i thought justice i mean did he not at you you're saying if rebirth hadn't happened yeah like he had that planned before okay maybe um, so maybe so man what kind of weird alternate reality would that have been where yeah the new 52 got to keep going <laughs> What's crazy is when you think about it, though, like Rebirth, it's an easy thing for us to say now, like that there's this clean break between the New 52 and Rebirth. But there really weren't that many things that changed, like that really, really changed between those two. Well, I, I think it's because so much of the change happened in that last year of the New yes, 52. Yes, well, that's what I was just going to say that, that it was it was more of a subtle change. Like once DCU started, it was... Uh, you know, it wasn't a uh, it wasn't really it didn't feel like the new 52 anymore. No, it didn't. Convergence really was like. The kind of even more of like a soft reset, I think, in a lot of ways than Rebirth was. Um, rebirth was kind of just the branding that let you know, like, OK, we're back now. Um it is funny to think about how oh, that is something else I wanted to talk about in, in how dark side war did not match the status quo of any of those characters during DCU at all. <laughs> right. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Yes. Um, cause, cause Hal was off world doing the trench coat thing. Clark was slightly depowered and doing the jeans and t-shirt look. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce was dead. <laughs> <laughs> um so like that's that's wild to think about barry had like a completely different costume remember he had that weird brett booth costume yes yes. um and john's just like ignored all of that to do his dark side war book Mm -hmm. which now you don't think about at all because it's so disconnected but that's what i was saying on the main show about checkmate yeah now it doesn't seem weird but at the time it did yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and at and at this time, it's going to feel weird that you said that because uh, <laughs> these episodes this, are going to be a month apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not contemporaneous. Um, yeah. the 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 Dark Side War stuff really feels to me. I was surprised because I re- reread the arc for this, and I was surprised at how much it feels like almost a crisis level event. Uh huh. It really does. Like it, yeah. it really feels well, like right because they brought back the monitor for it. That, yeah. I mean, anti monitor. I mean, um, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, I didn't it just, it just keep going. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say it. Just it felt like the heavies were all out, and they were, you know, in the first issue he references all the different crises, and so like anytime you do a crisis, I feel like you reference the other crisis mm-hmm. crises. You know, yeah. Um, it really does feel that big and it's long. It's 10 issues long. Plus, plus oh, that's plus, it. We're done. Bye folks. <laughs>